Welcome to Weekdays with Jesus. My wife and I are going to be doing some traveling this week, actually the next two weeks. Uh, we're going to be traveling about 5,000 miles. Uh, we live in Arizona now, and uh, we moved here about two months ago, right when this podcast started. And we need to go and visit our friends and family in the Midwest, and and then we're going to be heading out to our, our uh, former home in Montana. And so I wanted to share with you a message that I wrote a year ago. It was a time in my life that was very difficult for me, and you can read about that in uh, on the website, weekdayswithjesus.org slash story. But this sermon was written, it was one of the last sermons that I preached at my last church in Montana uh, before I took a break because I was just having a very difficult time. And part of that was because I wasn't being very grateful. I was just, I, I had a bad attitude and we'll talk about that here in the message. But anyway, I, I just wanted to share this with you and hope you have a great day in Jesus. An attitude of gratitude. With so many negative things going on in the world, our country and community, it might be hard for us to feel thankful. We're hunting for bargains on food and gas while prices skyrocket. It can be a challenge to look past the chaos and reflect on our blessings. We live in an age where some people mistakenly think that if we don't look extraordinary on social media, that having a normal life is a bad thing. As difficult as life is right now, we have to do our best to focus on our blessings and remember that God is still on the throne. He's the giver of all things. This is actually a sermon that I wrote a year ago, and at that time I wrote that I've had such a tough time this past year and a half during the vacancy and during COVID that I became so focused on the negative things that I couldn't see much positive. I was angry at everyone and even God. Well, here's a challenge I was given that helped me out. Begin each day by writing down and thanking God for at least 10 things we are grateful for. This is called daily gratitudes. Here are some examples. So for example, um, write down three physical things that you're grateful for, like a, a home, a car that works, your health. Write th three things that you take for granted, fresh air, your talents, the internet. Write down three amazing things from yesterday. And write down three things about your spouse's personality, strengths, and character. Well, I did this every day for weeks, and even though I didn't really see the point, slowly over time, my attitude changed from attitude to gratitude. Have you ever heard teachers say to kids, you need an attitude adjustment? Well, I didn't think I needed one this that past year when I was going through this, but I sure did. Just ask my wife. We need to focus more on what God has given us and less on the things that he has not given us. Not just because we're supposed to, but because it's good for us. St. Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 5:16 to 18, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Notice he says give thanks in all circumstances, 
not just in the good times. When we remember to give thanks to God during the bad times, it helps us cope. Even though there's a storm raging all around you, you don't need to go out into the storm and curse at it. You can just be safe and dry and warm inside your home. Do you sometimes feel a need for a safe place from the storms in your life? Well, God, of course, is our refuge and our strength. The Oxford Dictionary defines the word thankful as pleased and relieved, but it defines the word grateful as showing an appreciation of kindness. So in other words, thanksgiving, well, thankful is a feeling and being grateful is an action. Giving thanks is more than just having thankful feelings. 400 years ago, on the first Thanksgiving on American soil, those brave settlers who hosted that first meal had a lot to endure in their first 10 months, losing almost half their company to death. It's hard to believe they didn't just throw up their hands and give up. For them, gratitude was a choice. It was a decision to see God's hand at work, even when everything around them seemed hopeless. I don't know if you recognize the name Sarah Hale, but she is the one who wrote, Mary had a little lamb. And in 1828, she began a campaign to make Thanksgiving a national holiday. Two years into the Civil War, the most divided America has ever been, 51,000 men and boys lay dead on the fields of Gettysburg when a letter crossed President Lincoln's desk. For more than 17 years, Sarah had written to presidents, governors, and other leaders, pleading with them to invoke a national day of gratitude. Almost none of them responded. But Abraham Lincoln, who saw his broken nation on the brink in 1863, decided to make a day of Thanksgiving permanent. But Congress didn't approve until 1941, when our country was involved in a different war. Being content and grateful doesn't always come natural to us. Humans forget, but we should continuously praise God who sent his son to give us his life so we might have eternal life. God doesn't tell us to rejoice when the economy is good or when gas prices are low. He said to give thanks in all circumstances. Whether the people you trust are in power or not, whether the pandemic or a government mandate has caused you problems or not, or even when the country you love is breaking apart. In the end, the only thing that matters is that people have faith in Jesus. Invite them to church to hear God's word, pray for them, share in a loving way that there is hope. These last few years have been long. The only thing Americans seem united about is how divided we are. But believe it or not, as a country, we have survived worse. One way we can power through it is to have an attitude of gratitude. People of God, we have hope for this life, but also for the life beyond. Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. Because he lives, we can live also. So let's pray here this prayer that uh, uh, my wife used to have on our sink. Lord, thank you for the sink of dirty dishes. We have plenty of food to eat. Thank you for this pile of dirty, stinky laundry. We have plenty of nice clothes to wear. 
And I would like to thank you, Lord, for those unmade beds. They were so warm and comfortable last night. I know that many have no bed. My thanks to you, Lord, for this bathroom, complete with all the spattered mirrors, soggy, grimy towels, and dirty lavatory. They are so convenient. Lord, the presence of all these chores awaiting me says, You have richly blessed my family. I shall do them cheerfully, and I shall do them gratefully. Even though the first hour of my day is hectic, when socks are lost and toast is burned and tempers are short, my children are so loud. Thank you, Lord, for my family. There are many who are lonely. Even though the routine of my job is often monotonous, thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to work. There are many who have no job. Even though I grumble and bemoan my fate from day to day and wish my circumstances were not so modest, thank you, Lord, for life. Amen. Well, today's song is from Kip Fox, who wrote this song called Let Me Count the Ways. And earlier in this message today, I talked about the daily gratitudes. And that's really what this is, is just remembering and counting our blessings and what God has given us, not what he has not given us. So here's Kip Fox with Let Me Count the Ways. How many times, Lord, have I been cared for? Every step you've been with me. So many moments I have been broken. Only to find you could fix me. Let me count the ways. Let me count the days that you have been faithful. Let me count the ways. Let me count the days that you have been faithful. All of my short Thank you. 